Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. So everybody loved that one there, right, Sherilyn? What a I wild old show that was. loved it, I loved it. And a it. great song too, The Time Warp, kicking off our Mushroom show today. It is. The Gardening Gang meeting on the Saturday morning, coming to order, talking about mushroom. Mm. Being, you know, living... Um, on the edge today, we're just going to be talking <laughs> mushrooms, eating mushrooms, uh-huh. and spilling mushrooms. Because there are so many here in the studio today. I mean, you, where did you find all this stuff? You've got half a dozen well, different varieties. Um, We've got more people I coming guess in. Yes, they're all coming in. Well, the thing is, and I is... hate them. <laughs> <laughs> unless they're cooked. Oh, unless the you don't love raw mushrooms. Oh, I love them so much. Well, it's mushroom season. You can get mushrooms all year round, but now we're pretty much harvesting them so you can forage them and you can you can plant them whenever as well. So, and who doesn't love a nice mushroom soup? Maybe you. Oh, no, you like them cooked. A nice mushroom soup for Oh, the winter. mushroom soup's good. Yum, yeah. yum, yum. I can dig that. So they're so good for you. And also they're becoming so popular lately. Just as gardening's had a huge jump in popularity, so have other plant-based interests, including mushroom foraging and growing. Autumn's the time for this, a wonderful nature-based activity for all ages, so kids can get into it as well. But just be careful with the foraging part, all right, because unless you're really trained and experienced in the identification of wild mushrooms... It can be deadly, and it has turned deadly for people in the past as well. So you really need to know what you're looking for. There's a a really good Australian Wild Mushroom Hunters group, so you can Google that. They're on Facebook, and they're called Australian Wild Mushroom Hunters, and they also provide lots of activities and, and little expeditions Usually they're free or just very, very cheap, a few dollars as well, just to go along and they'll help you identify things as well. But it's a really, really good uh, resource. Yeah, they call them mushroom hunters, do they? They do. It's well, like going on a crusade for a, I think that a that's, hunk of mushrooms. I think that that's just what they'd like to call themselves. <laughs> I always think that this use of the word Not hunters... Gatherers. Well, I'll tell you what, it goes back to one of my favourite artists, actually, called Ellis Rowan, probably the... And when I talked about this woman to people, I go, oh, no, she's on on her Ellis Rowan uh, kick as well. Botanical artist, very, very popular in sort of like the night of look the, the turn of the century, not the century, the one before. And she was known as the flower hunter. So Google her, look her up. She's amazing. But I think since then that popularity of calling things, you know, like the hunter with plants, that's where it comes from. But we're not we're not killing well, I suppose we are killing them if we're eating them, aren't we? We're picking them and eating them and or assimilating plants, aren't we? Because I'm going hunting, killing things oh, and then to eat it. Yeah, I'm being really horrible. <laughs> I'm being too PC, aren't Absolutely. I? Absolutely. All right, there's over 10,000 species of fungi that we would identify as mushrooms, and there's only about 25 that are poisonous, but they are out there, so you need to be very, very careful. Another way you can get around all this, of course, is to grow your own and all those kits that you usually see at Bunnings, the oh, sorry, the Big Green Shed, and our lovely local nurseries are starting to come in. I've done that a few times. You get the box with the dirt and, and compost and things in it, and you can grow your own mushrooms at home. Lots and lots of fun. And we've got someone very important who's about to come in, a Clara from Clara's Urban Farm, and she's also the president of Central Coast And she's setting up now with all these different she examples has. and samples. So we'll and try some of those. she's going to tell us how to grow more examples. Exotic mushrooms, Pete. Just hang on there, Clara. Meantime, we'll play a track from Dragon here this morning. Mr. FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy on this Saturday morning. Mm. And we're talking mushrooms. I'm the one that's stuck in the mushroom. 
In Fell the dark. Boom. In the dark. <laughs> no. Now, a young lady called Clara is joining us today from uh, Permaculture Central Coast. And Clara is a mushroom fanatic, so she much so is. that her jumper has mushroom designs built into it. Hey, good morning, gangsters. Yeah, this is an Amanita muscaria mushroom. Help me out. Yeah, so red <laughs> with white dots on it. It's a special mushroom because it does have some psychedelic properties under oh. some conditions. <laughs> We're not talking about those today, Clara. Oh, no, 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 we won't. <laughs> and you brought in some uh, samples today and Sheldon has guarded I, those I, with her life. I know, I think I know what I'm having for dinner. So I've got these gorgeous shiitake mushrooms here. They're beautiful. And also you've got this bucket with mushrooms growing out the side. What are these ones? So these are, I believe, the chocolate oyster Oh, my, do they taste like chocolate? They don't, unfortunately. Oh. Named chocolate for the coloration, mm-hmm. uh, but they've got a beautiful unami flavour. You've obviously grown these yourself. Can you just walk us through how you grow mushrooms at home in this way, these more exotic ones? Because I know how to do it in the box. You know, you get the box from the nursery and they're just your, your regular yeah, sort that's of mushrooms. Probably, but these are a little bit more exotic, aren't they? That's probably more difficult, actually, to do it the box way. So I'm looking at this this bucket with mushrooms coming out of holes and it's absolutely beautiful. I'd like to have it in my kitchen to even look at, let alone eat. But how do you set this up? Basically, what you want to start off with is what we call the spawn culture. So this is going to be a little bit of the type of mushroom that we want to grow. And we want to make sure that it's a mushroom that we can easily identify so that we know that we're growing the right thing and nobody's tricked us into growing something a bit nasty. All right. Now, there's a few ways to do this. You can actually just go to, say, Harris Farm Markets and they've got their oyster mushroom packs Mm -hmm. and you can just chop that up. And try and give it a good wash and then try and use the bits that weren't exposed to any air or touching. Mm-hmm. Put those into a medium and try and grow it that way. You can purchase spawn from a company like Grow Cycle, Aussie Mushroom Supplies. You could even go down to Margan's Mushrooms on the oh, Central yes. Coast and friends of ours. have a chat to them about it. That way is going to be a quicker result. And then you want to think about what medium you want to use. So... I like to use things like recycled paper pellets, so egg cartons are another really good one. So shredded up egg cartons. You can use corn husks. Mm -hmm. You can use that uh, organic um, pea straw or sugarcane mulch that you get from Bunnings. And is this inside the bucket? And that is what you're going to grow your little bit of mushroom spore on. You're going to wet that down. You're going to add a bit of builder's lime. This is going to increase your chance of success. That's going to do is get rid of a lot of bacteria because we're reducing Uh. the pH. But I know a lot of people who just use dishwashing liquid to do the same thing. But if you've got good conditions, the mushrooms will usually take hold anyway. Mm. Once you start to see that white, those white little spider webs through. So that's the mycelium of the mushroom. So eventually what's going to happen is that mycelium will take over whatever you've chosen to feed it. At that point, you can choose to put it in a bucket like I have. I like to use buckets and stack them up and down, food grade buckets, and drill little holes in the side. Generally speaking, we want them to have enough light so that you can see or read a book. So somewhere in your house that's not directly on the windowsill is great. So Mm -hmm. on your kitchen bench, in your laundry, in your bathroom, those are actually perfect conditions for mushrooms because in those areas of your house, you've got fluctuating humidity Mm -hmm. and that's another thing that's going to turbocharge them. And then eventually 
usually about four weeks later, you'll start to get your first flush of mushrooms. Thank you, Clara. It's always nice to always have you on the show and to deliver such an interesting little talk today. Clara is the president of the Permaculture Central Coast and a very knowledgeable young lady. And we certainly uh, thank you for your time today, Clara. Yeah, thanks, Clara. I've learned a lot about mushrooming. You're going to grow some, Pete? And even eat them. Oh, you'll eat them. I'll grow them. You can eat them. How's that? (laughs) Deal done. (laughs) Look, they're fantastic too if you've got a shady patch and you're you're always crying and saying, I can't grow anything. It's shady. Well, here you go. Mushrooms. Coast FM, this is the Gardening Gang, full of information today. We're talking mushrooms and we're here every Saturday morning with the Gardening Gang, Pete and Sherilyn. Feel right at home with the Gardening Gang. Coast FM 963. Well, Clara's also letting me know that she's got a workshop on coming up. It is with Swamp and Arc Ento. It's up at Summersby. It's a mushroom cultivation workshop on Saturday, the 29th of April from 10am. Fantastic opportunity to learn all this in detail. Jump onto Facebook, Clara's Urban Mini Farm or Swamp Central Coast and you'll get all the details. A cracker classic that time. I was very excited about Aretha Franklin's song. And that is Respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Well, we're paying respect today to mushrooms. Mm. They offer such variety of different makes and models and colours and textures. And can I just say, if I haven't said it already, that those mushrooms you were talking about with Clara, the uh, one with a Japanese name. Shiitake. Shiitake. Yes. We tried those in a pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did. Some months ago, we yes. went to the uh, festival here in Gosford. The vegan festival. Vegan festival. festival mm-hmm. And they brought out these vegan pies. Mm. And they said, well, Pete, try this out. Mm-hmm. And I could not tell the difference in texture, in, in the mouthfeel yes, they call it. Yes, yes. Uh, to a regular pie, and it was a shiitake. It was shiitake. Mushroom. I went to a oh, place blew called. Me away. It was called. Um, I should be Savlaki. There you go in Sydney <laughs> in, in Newtown. I and they, <laughs> I thought it was very clever. But they had uh, chicken skewers, and they were made out of shiitake mushrooms as well. And and they tasted. My mouth watering. It was so yummy, and it had that chewy texture. That's what they get from these uh, mushrooms, I guess. Now you're going to take Clara's mushrooms home. Yes, I'm going to take the shiitakes. I think I'm just going to chop those up and make them into a little bit of a stir fry because I'm a mate. I imagine your husband. What about your mate at work? (laughs) Do you? Okay, we could go Harvey's. How's that? How's that? Or maybe Pete, I could try my hand at making one of those vegan pies and bring it back in and share it with you. (laughs) Okay, so the life and times of shiitake. I imagine that is a Japanese word. It sounds very Japanese. Look, I'm thinking so. And the thing is. I only had we only had time to share with uh, Clara's little chat there about one type of growing, and I'm going to grab her before she leaves and record a little bit more on a few other types of mushrooms, and we'll throw it up on our podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcast, Gardening Gang. Okay, easy one. Yeah, classic hits right here at Coast FM. MC is coming up soon. MC Microbe with the Gardening Goss. <laughs> In the meantime, here's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Coast FM's Gardening Gang this morning. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, Saturday morning. Time for the gardening goss. Yes, the goss. Yes, the goss is good always from MC Microbe, mm. who joins us every Saturday morning to uh, discuss the the issues of the day in the gardening world. And the news. In the plant world, maybe. Exactly. You know? So, MC, good morning. 
Hello, mate. Gang, how are you? Feeling good, mate. Now, listen, I've got to tell you, I saw this um, story about a planter box. Is that a planter box, Sherilyn? That's no, you showed it to me, and it's, it is a box, and it's full of green liquid, oh. and it's called... Is that a liquid? A liquid tree. Oh, I thought it was a big sponge or something. No, it's a liquid tree. MC, you've always got the goss. What is going what on? What the dickens is it? <laughs> what is What it? is happening? Describe it to us in vivid colour. Yes. Yeah, well, picture, picture algae green being moulded into all different kinds of shapes and sizes uh, and picture it being invented by uh, and shaped by, by a cutting-edge architect. It's some research that some, some Serbian, Serbian scientists have developed uh-huh. uh, and they're calling it liquid trees. That's right, liquid trees. Liquid trees. Liquid trees. <laughs> liquid trees. So is this just something beautiful to look at? I mean, if you're into algae, yeah. or does it serve a purpose? Well, it put the nurseries out of business. <laughs> I can see them all lined up at Narara Valley Nursery. What's hot will be running around selling liquid trees. No, but seriously, is there, is there a purpose to this liquid tree? Yes. It's at the moment um, an alternative to the trees in urban spaces. So I guess places where you can't have can't have trees or you're unable to grow trees because of, of buildings or, or roads or whatever mm. um, or popu- dense population. So this is kind of this is an alternative option for, for those places where you can still have the impact of a tree, um, but just in a completely different way. And it's quite. I mean, who would think you'd need to reinvent the tree? But uh, this is a good remodel, at least. Right. I think you're very excited about this prospect, my friend. Uh, you are most excited. When we talk about any sort of tree, but liquid trees, I think you're over the moon today. He is, isn't he? I'm wondering, can you climb these liquid trees? Or bathe them. (laughs) Pick apples from them. No, no, you can't because they're they're (laughs) algae. That's it. So it's an algae in a box. I'm Googling now because you've got me going, it looks like a great big fish tank, a green fish tank, Pete. (laughs) A slimy fish tank in that. Do you think we could have a few round Gosford maybe? (laughs) It's, it's definitely a lazy man's invention because it just looks like a fish tank that's never been cleaned before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a few of those in my oh, time. <laughs> no, the wife wouldn't be very happy, mate. She'd say, get this out of here. Right, you know? and I see here that the next place that they're supposed to be going is New York City. Now, Pete, you've been in New York, haven't you? It's a cesspool. It is, isn't it? Oh, like, they can, can do be. with these, but I'm just imagining the graffiti all around. <laughs> yeah, the smell of urine in the air. Oh, oh golly. Just it might you. sweeten up the smell of the subway. It could do. Which is quite revolting in New York. Yeah, when it I is. But that's, where, that's the next place these liquid trees are going is into New York. Subways? Uh, no, that makes know, sense. I don't know about the subways. It says in well, the it says in the street. I might write to Mayor, whatever his name is, mm. say liquid trees belong in New York City. Yeah, one, one one interesting thing that they're talking about with the liquid trees too is they're they're made up of, of nanofibers from the cellul from cellulose, which is uh, which is created in plants. They're using those those nanofibers that are in the algae essentially are are very conductive. So they essentially could could use the liquid tree as a as a battery. I mean, this is like have you got have you got steak knives with that? It's like now it's a battery as well as a tree. I'm loving very it. Very versatile. All, yeah, it's all very efficient and high performance with a liquid tree. Right. 
I've got it. You could plug your electric car into your liquid tree and you could power up your car. This is a New York City thing for sure. I that idea very quickly. Yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, get out there. I'll, I'll give that one to you, MC, because I think that that's something you could realise quite easily. Well, um, MC, what next will it be? It could be a solid tree. Could be. Oh, that's, they exist now, <laughs> no, don't they? They already have, though. What about a gaseous tree was a made gaseous. of gas? Gaseous. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's called a fire. smoke. <laughs> Maybe we can just set one up in a glass box up in Gosford. CBD and say gaseous tree uh, and just see what rumours get spread That's around. That's it. Well, I, I tell you what, that wouldn't be uh, a silly idea. No, I think it's good. Uh, part of the future of our CBD here in Goz. Could go where the fountain's been taken out, Pete. They took the fountain away <laughs> yeah. from Kibble Park. We can see Herewith stick is the, the liquid, liquid tree. tree to replace our liquid fountain. I mean... Hey, look, they may be ridiculous comments there, MC, but you bring us... Uh, certainly sincere observations. I love them. On Coast FM every Saturday. Thank you, mate. Have a nice weekend. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, gang, and, and, and bring you the latest guy. So we'll talk again soon. Oh, he's Yay. just saying that, I reckon. Nah, he's going to be back <laughs> next week. SMC on Coast FM with the Gardening Gang this morning. You probably one minutes before nine o'clock, Coast FM with the Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherilyn, and really supportive of, uh, well, shall I say we appreciate the support of our major sponsors, Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows at Berkeley Vale. Now, Cheryl, we're going to thank some sponsors, and uh, because they are the lifeblood, they pay the bills around they here. They do. We and we them. just you know, spend the money on champagne and foie oh, gras and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, we don't. Send ourselves off to Canberra for the Florian. Oh, Oh, by the oh, way... Oh, oh, that's a secret. You're letting it out of the bag. jump in very quickly, if we may. Yes. Uh, last week, we had a very good discussion with the uh, gentleman who's in charge of Floriard in Canberra. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of phone calls from people saying, what's uh, what's Coast FM going to be doing down there? And I said, well, we're going to be doing outside broadcast. That's been planned already. But then the thought struck us, what about Sherwin? Yes. I know. I'm so well, excited we've about this. this. <laughs> and Sherilyn is beside herself with excitement. I am. What about we put on a coach? Yes. And take a whole bunch of Coast FM supporters, listeners, gardening gangsters, gardening gangsters to Canberra when yes. we go down there. When we go down to Canberra so for Florida. So rather than jump in my, you know, old Ford car, we'll take a big, beautiful coach down, <laughs> yes. full of people, mm-hmm. and stay a couple of nights and yeah. make a big weekend of it. You we know, gin and tonics on a Saturday night it. and all that oh, kind of stuff. It, I, it, I'm so excited about We're working about on this. that now. Folks. We are. And then you can come to the broadcast. We Actually, we've been invited to broadcast live from Floriad by the general manager of Floriad. I'm so excited about this. And so you'll be able to join us for that, wander around all the beautiful tulip fields and the spring flowers, have dinner. Uh, are you paying for dinner for everybody? Well, no, uh, yes, not. I'd be happy to pull out the old credit card. <laughs> I know. We are putting it together and we have spoken to a coach company, so it's all happening. So yeah. have a think about it if you'd like so to come to us. At this stage, it's only prim, you know, yeah, in the early stages. We're not taking bookings yet. We have no, no idea what the uh, what the fee is going to be for the coach and all that well, kind yeah, of accommodation. We're getting those details. But we'll keep it very reasonable. And um, anyway, it'll be limited to, of course, one coach. There's no point taking two or three coaches. No, because you want to be with us in the coach. So we'll we spoke the to the coach. We'll be with the onboard board entertainment. entertainment. Imagine Absolutely. that. I'm get, we'll be there and it'll be like exit doors. Okay, no more. Okay, no more. It's very no exciting. More. No more. <laughs> Just a little preamp there. It so is. stay with us. We'll let you know if we're going to be taking 
if it all comes to uh, fruition, yeah. uh, first in best dressed. And that's going to be in September, middle of September. Are we allowed to say the dates? Because we Not do. Yet. Oh, okay. Because we're going to be organised for accommodation right. coaches. Oh, we do. Yes, yes, yes. But it is September. Okay, that's a big one coming up. Hopefully, mm. we can put it together. The Gardening Gang, thanks to Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs, our sponsor, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Now on the line from the Narara Valley Nursery. We have Vicky. Good morning to you, Vic, morning, and a Vicky. welcome to Saturday morning. Good morning. How cold hey, is it? Hey, what's it, it this like morning? out there? Sunshine, <laughs> blue <chilly>. skies. <laughs> Sunshine and blue skies, but my hands are frozen. Oh, a bit chilly. What's the gauge yeah. say here? Seventeen degrees. Especially if you probably just been a bit uh, of a Narara Valley. It might be a little bit chillier than the mm. seventeen degrees I've got here on the gauge in Gozzi. Nevertheless, yeah. we'll improve. It's always colder at Narara Valley. Yes, indeed. It's a frosty little spot. Very good for flowers. Now, Vicky, um, Sherilyn's here today as well. Say hello to Sherilyn. Oh, yes. Hello, Sherilyn. (laughs) I'm excited. Leave her out of the package. No, don't leave me out. Okay, we're talking about what's hot around the nurseries of the Central Coast at the moment. So, Vicky, you've got the uh, research there. Let's kick it off. I do. Lee Rowan's Garden World at Orimba have got lots and lots of olive trees. They've got them in large and small sizes to suit all budgets and needs. Forest's Beach Garden Centre have got calliandras in stock. And these calliandras have been quite elusive of late. Some of you may know this. They've mm-hmm. been very hard to get. So mm-hmm. that's Forest's Beach Garden Centre. Noraville Green at Turkley have three very jumbo-sized Monstera albos for the series of plant collectors. Collectors, I've got a bit of a speech impediment this morning. And Burbank and Erina are holding mini wall hanger workshops for Mother's Day, 13th of May. Call store for further details. Ooh. Mother's Day is in four weekends. Is that fourth? The second Sunday. I had my daughter on Mother's Day, and my mm. I t- we went through this. My son so on Father's Day, so four I don't really get away. it. About okay. four weeks. Yep. Okay, we can start talking about Mother's Day now. It's not too Thank far you. away at all. God, the year's going quickly. <laughs> my God. Any more from around the gardens there, Sherilyn? No, that's all today. Just got those ones. Okay, what about what's hot at the Narara Valley Nursery where it's chilly this morning? You'll be jazzed with our what's hot because it's Tipachina Jazzy, a plant to suit all types of gardens. Jazzy jazzy flower in... I don't know what's wrong with my speech today, guys. I'm sorry about this. Jazzy flowers in heavy masses of purple flowers that appear throughout all four seasons, making it a year-round superstar. Oh, and I just remembered as well, this is exciting. Cheryl and I got the hellebores in. Oh, the hellebores are there. Yay! I forgot to text you yesterday because I had yesterday off work. (laughs) Sorry, everybody listening in, but if you want some hellebores, they're in. They're in. They're they're a winter flower. They're amazing. A little bit witchy looking. They're very beautiful. Mm. They're very witchy. Okay, what's not so hot, Vic? It's forgetting to mention your seniors card. At Narara Valley Nursery, seniors receive a 12.5% discount on all full-priced items and you can use your card for this super discount any day of the week, so don't forget to mention your that's seniors so card. That's a, yeah, that's a bit sneaky <laughs> snorkel. You <laughs> that one in without any ah, look at that. consideration for our limitation no, on didn't. advertising no, she's time. Just straight in there, isn't she? That's our Vicky. That's our <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's now move on to the uh, Saturday. or Fib game now. The botanical oh, fact. It's not. Oh, it's not. Yes, yes, yes. What about botanical we do that one? fact huh? or Fib. We've been talking about mushrooms all day so get ready to play at home as well. It might be time to switch your Fendi for Fungi when you're looking at handbags because researchers have come up with mushroom leather. 
That's what they've come up with. Oh. It's amazing. And you know how they get this mushroom leather? By actually feeding the mushrooms and fattening them up. They have to, it's almost like a foie gras thing. They've got to feed them yes. heaps and heaps of things because it's not just like, oh, cut the mushrooms up and make leather. They've got to force feed them so much that these mushrooms exude this sort of goo that they then take, dry out and make into now, leather. Is this a fact or is this a fib? The whole story is. I'm. I'm. This whole story is up for fact or fib. The, oh, whole, the whole story. story. Okay. okay I wasn't today. quite sure if you were telling That's us. Right. Geez, a you're very technical. No. The accuracy. whole story. The whole story. <laughs> so anyway, they get this goo and then they dry it out in whichever way scientists do that, and um, then they make leather out of it. And they're making handbags to start off with, and they're trying to see what else they can feed these mushrooms with <laughs> to make it a bit stronger to make shoes and things out of. Now, the reason that these uh, scientists are doing this is because. A lot of these substitutes actually use petrochemicals as well. So you might go, oh, isn't this lovely and organic? But then they use petrochemicals to make things. But also they've, the scientists have said they were going to be able to make clothing out of these mushrooms and also use it as a paper substitute as well. Is that story a botanical fact or fib? Vicky, you have a crack at this one first off. <sighs> I'm not sure about this one, but it does sound a little true, so I'm going to look in true. I'm inclined to agree because there was great passion in her eyes, but I'm going to <laughs> take the count of you just so that we don't have a tie. Oh, so you say it's a fact, I'll say it's a fib. Vicky, ah, let's get the question answered. Okay, it's absolutely true. Researchers oh. in Sweden Oh, thank goodness I've redeemed myself. <laughs> you have redeemed yourself. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm excited about Floria. That's what I'm excited about. It's absolutely true. This happened last year. So it was presented, strangely, at uh, a meeting of the American Chemical Society by a couple of Swedish firms, and it was a way to get away from petrochemical-based uh, synthetic and so-called organic fibres, and they're having great success, and yes, Mushroom leather is coming. And when you want to discard them, you eat them. That's probably the way out too. <laughs> well, Pete, I thought that you would have got that one being the fun guy that you are. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> okay, thanks, Vic. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Vicky. Thanks, guys. Fun. See you later. Vicky. The gardening gang are on the road. Where are we going, Sherilyn? To Floriard in Canberra to broadcast the Coast FM Gardening Gang Show live from Australia's biggest floral display, September 22nd to 24th. Count me in. Everyone can join us. Get on board. It's a fully escorted tour over three exciting days, including additional garden visits, accommodation and most meals. And who are the escorts? We are, Pete. If you'd like to join us, hurry and book now. Call Palmer's Tours 4325-8000. Get your hands dirty with The Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. The Kits at Coast FM with the Gardening Gang, Pete Little and Sheldon Darcy here this morning. Thanks to our sponsors, Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Well, isn't that John Farnham a fighter? He's currently uh, recovering from an infection in the lungs. Was that what they reported? Chest infection, the yeah, that's Chest what he's infection. had. He rushed yeah. back into hospital and, uh, yeah, he's recovering very well. So that's a that's really a wonderful... Song for Johnny, Two Strong Hearts. Two Strong Hearts. He's keeping strong. And as always, I said, he's he's keeping everybody else's spirits up in hospital with his jokes and, and keeping all nice and happy as well. So an amazing recovery as well. Of course, last August, Paul John Farnham was diagnosed with cancer of his jaw and underwent a very extensive operation, 
which was successful at the time, but, yep, just recently, chest infection, took him back into hospital, and he's doing well now. Oh, that's, yes, well, now it's time to, yeah, the, the news is over now, Sanders, you know. Pete, I think that yeah, means... I think we have to uh, just uh, call to attention here this yes. morning on the Gardening Gang, a very important segment. It is time to get your hands it dirty. Is, it is. All right, Casey's. let's go. Time to get out into the garden and get out and about. Now, if you're one of the gardeners or you know, plant passionate people that might want to help out a little bit, please do. There's a volunteer coordinator needed at Kingcumber Eco Garden. You'll be able to support garden membership, plan activities that maintain engagement and keep the garden tidy, safe and productive. You will have experiences, experience support. There are other people up there all up there working, so they'll help you. Inquire at the Kingcumber Neighbourhood Centre. You can probably drop in there or write to manager at kingcumberdnc.com.au. You. Now, we had this news of this wonderful eco-artist before. It's one of Pete's favourites. He loves her name. Eco-artist Rachel Bunny is back again. She's going to be at the Carry On Eco Garden. It's a wonderful workshop on Monday the 17th of April. Guessing it's for kids then, isn't it? That's this Monday. Yes, it is. 10.30am to 12.30pm. You'll be creating an orangutan's forest home. There are no orangutans there. Can I just get that quite straight? We're going to learn about forests and different living creatures and plants in forests. And we'll have a special guest there as well, an orangutan from Borneo. I think it's a puppet, just letting you know. <laughs> I don't think it's a real oh, one. And, we're going to talk, and a they'll real be talking. One? Well, maybe it's on video or something. I don't know. It's The surprise will be there, okay? Come along, colour a forest for the orangutan to live in. Using colour and collage, they're going to create this beautiful forest. To find out more, jump onto the Carry On Eco Garden website or Humanitics and do a little search then. As I said earlier, the Mushroom Cultivation Workshop is on at Swamp, that's Sustainable Wetlands Agricultural Makers Project with Clara's Urban Mini Farm at the Ento Park, which is up at Summersby. It's on Saturday the 29th of April from 10am to 12pm. Learn about oyster mushroom bucket cultivation and how to start a wine cap mushroom patch while watching the, the, the team set up a market garden. Ingredients that will then be available to purchase to create your own oyster mushroom bucket at home using all the skills that you've learned. To find out more, jump onto the Swamp Central Coast website. Right, what can you do in your garden? There's a lot of things Get happening out there. Dirty. Get your hands dirty. Let's go. This week you can plant lots of culinary herbs. You might even want to try some sage, but put them into pots because it's a little bit wet out there. Beetroot, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, carrots, cauliflowers, chicory, cress, endives, kohlrabis, leeks. Lettuce can go in. With the lettuce, I would suggest the more sort of fancy lettuce. Maybe stay away from iceberg. I don't think they go that well in winter, but you might be able to prove me wrong. And also mustards can go in. Onions, time for onions and garlic as well. Parsnips, mm, not a fan, but you might be. Peas, radishes, also shallots, silver beets, spinach, spring onions, swedes and turnips. Now in the flowers, it is time to put bulbs in all the spring bulbs. So you could be having a floriade at your place. So get around the nurseries and have a look and see what they've got out there. Also, you can pop in calendula, candy tuff, carnations, columbines, coneflowers, delphiniums, forget-me-nots, gypsophila, hollyhock. Oh, yes, what else? We, we had all those beautiful um, those beautiful night flowers as well. They can go in at the moment as well. Larkspur, uh, also nigella, pansies, polyanthus, poppies, primulas, snap, snapdragons, and snack, no, there's no snapdragons, status stock, sweet peas can still 
still go in. I just received a big little order of those and violas and Pete's favourite, wallflowers. A big little order. That's a good idea. Let's it's get a, a big little idea. order going. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sherilyn. That's yeah, all right. Get your hands dirty. It's all part of the fun here at Coast. Coast FM 963, Pete Little and Sherlyn Darcy on this Saturday morning. Tanya, the pet vet nurse, is joining us this morning, Sherlyn. And I think you've got a couple of uh, interesting topics to raise today. First of all, good morning, Tan. Good morning. Oh, good morning, guys. Are you ready, Tan, for the big I, question of the day? I am always ready. Okay, Dylan, over to you. I have an email. Here it is here. Oh, okay, <laughs> yes. Here. I have an email. I have, it is from Jen here, and she is at Berkeley Vale, and she has a question about her dog and his eyes. Now, he's always been really healthy. He's a two-year-old dog, and lately he's been waking up with a lot of sleep in his eyes, and he's just, she's just noticed that the sleep... It's the yucky stuff. It's the it? yucky stuff, yeah. Mm. She has to clean his eyes in the morning, but they don't look infected or inflamed or anything, and the fur is a bit discoloured around his eyes Maybe as well. Maybe, Maybe he's dreaming. Maybe he's had a big night on the tiles. I don't know. But Jen is a little bit – Jen is very concerned uh, about her dog and says, look, he's not sick. There's nothing wrong. His eyes look fine. But he just has a lot of sleep and gunky stuff in the morning and discoloration of her. So Tanya, our pet vet nurse, she asks, could you please help? Have you got some suggestions? And is this a vet trip that I need to take or can I do something at home? General rule of thumb is with eyes, don't mess around. Okay, so it generally is a good idea to get them checked out. Mm-hmm. Okay, particularly if it's something that has just started. So if, if it's, you know, a new thing, absolutely. However, like she says, if it doesn't look like there's any infection, mm-hmm. um, it can be caused by a few different things. Some animals just have little tear ducts in their eyes um, it's supposed to basically they're supposed to to go down through their nose and mm-hmm. into the back of their throat, but sometimes they have this this formation problem and and they actually don't they don't go that way and they they go into their eye instead. Okay, would, and it, it does cause all this gunk. Would this a be more common? So it's a bit this, of a backup, is it? Yeah, but I'm thinking, would this be common then in dogs that have that shorter snout, like boxes and pugs and and French bulldogs? Yeah, look, definitely, definitely. It, it's a very common common problem in a lot of dogs, especially those breeds. The other thing it could be is you can get, um, some of those ducks can actually get blocked with fur. Oh. Um, so if your dog is perhaps not groomed properly or even over-groomed, but the ducks can get blocked with fur, which does cause a lot of gunk, and then it can also cause that staining mm. as well. So some dogs, they just, and, and cats, some of the short-nosed cats, just need to have their eyes gently cleaned each each morning. You know, just just clean that gunk away or have, the, have them groomed properly so mm. that that fur is, is cut properly right near their eye, just to help clean it away. This all being said, 
I don't want her to just be doing this without getting it checked by the vet first because there could be something else going on. It could be a formation problem. It could just be fur. But with infection, sometimes, you know, it's, it's kind of like a human. It might not look like an infection, but there could actually be an infection there. So always check with the vet. If the, if the dog or cat is rubbing at it or scratching at it, you know that there is something something a little bit more going on. Or if they're rubbing it on the ground, mm-hmm. um, usually it means it's sort of quite itchy as well. And something's going on. That's when you brought up that thing about dogs or pets going blind as well. I had an interesting thing happen last weekend. I went down to help my son and uh, his partner, his lovely girlfriend, move in together to a new place. Now, she's rescued. Well, they're shaking up now, are they? They are now, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it's all, it's, well, a big it's very official. Coming next. It's, yes, that's it. <laughs> now, she's got two dogs. He's got none. So she's got a, a beautiful collie who's older that she rescued. And also she just rescued, maybe in the last year, this French bulldog who is quite elderly. I wouldn't have known this dog was blind. He walks around, well, almost blind, she said. And he walks around. He seems okay to me. Now, the only indication, and it was a bit of a funny thing, I walked through one of the rooms, and because they're moving this stuff everywhere and there's a chair there, and the dog was just sitting there staring at this chair, and every now and then he sort of moved his head a bit, and I said, is he all right? You know, to Steph, I said, what's wrong with the dog? His name's Boris. And she went, oh, he's blind, and he thinks there's someone sitting in the chair because there's stuff there. And I went, oh, no. But then it just brought me to this thing like, how, how, look, it's important. How do you know that your dog is going blind or it's blind? Because honestly, this dog was walking around a brand new place fine. And you, except for the fact that he was staring at a chair, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise. And she said, oh, no. And she sort of waved his hand, her hand in front of his face. And yeah, he, he didn't really react that much. What are the warning signs, Tanya, that your dog may be heading down that path? Yeah, it looks like a human, really. You know, they might start bumping into things or, you know, um, if a door is closed that is, you know, often open, they'll they'll bump into the door. They're very, very smart in using... Dogs and cats are very intelligent in using their other senses. So it, it is something that, you know, I guess you need to watch them very closely. But what they will also often do is they'll follow the wall around oh. to help them start using their other senses, like they, you know, they use their sense of smell, they use their hearing. Mm -hmm. It's mostly that they'll bump into things. You know, they might miss their food bowl to begin with, Mm -hmm. um, but then once they're in their food bowl, you you wouldn't even be able to tell. They might get lost or they they might get stuck in a corner, um, like within, within the house or within the backyard, they might get lost or stuck somewhere. Staring off into space, like like you like say, Boris with, did. Yeah, he was just sitting yeah. there. And I was like, "What? what, what? <laughs> it was quite strange to see." I I almost went, mm. "Is he seeing a ghost or something?" You know, I went a bit yeah. paranormal there, and I was like, "What is happening?" But is there anything that that can be done for dogs? Now don't expect glasses. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but do, they, do they do they actually get apart from being blind? Do they are they far and nearsighted? That I've never thought of that before. That's just come to me. I know they can't get glasses, but but do they suffer from yeah from yeah far yeah absolutely oh absolutely okay. and there's um there's ophthalmologists you know that they can see and they can they can definitely have surgery for different procedures wow. that they may need to restore their sight yeah absolutely so you know if you feel that your dog you know any listeners feel that their dog is starting to go blind you you can start by seeing your 
your GP vet and then, you know, ask for a referral to see um, an ophthalmologist and there there are definitely are different options, yeah. Well, I've absolutely. just had my uh, cataracts done at, uh, on the Central Coast. I know a very good ophthalmologist, but I don't think <laughs> yeah. he does. He's not going to do Boris. He doesn't do Boris's, <laughs> no. No, no Boris's. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tan, thanks for your time this morning. Good to hear from you with the uh, pet report today. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Coast FM, this is The Gardening Gang, full of fun for a Saturday morning.